Welcome and thank you for tuning in to SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or listening to the Two Healthy Chicks podcast. I'm Jenny and I am half of the Two Healthy Chicks providing simple life hacks on this journey to healthy living. And you ask, why is there only one half? Where's Ayana? Well, Ayana's not able to join us tonight, so you've got me. <laughs> so please be um, very gracious with me this evening um, or this afternoon or whenever you are listening to this. Um, but I am excited to be able to bring you our broadcast tonight, and hopefully I can do Ayana proud um, tonight. So I am going to try to keep all the same traditions that we normally do, so we'll see how this works with one person. And I'm going to start off with what in my mug. Um, I will ask myself, I'm not going to be asking Ayana, but I thought it would be appropriate that, I don't know if you can see that, but I have my two healthy chicks mug with Ayana there. So she's, yes, thank you. I thought that was very good. Um, so, and I am having some tea. This is actually the spiced rooibos tea. Um, fun fact, uh, rooibos, um, well, I don't know if it's a fact, but try to spell that. It's not how you would think it's spelled. It's very interesting. But if you've never had rooibos tea, I encourage you to have it. I had it the first time a couple years ago and um, never even heard of it. And it's it's delicious. It's amazing. So this is what's going to help me get through tonight. And I have a backup because I think I'm going to need it for my throat um, tonight. And this is, uh, what am I drinking tonight? I am having the ashwagandha, the inner calm drink in watermelon and mint flavor. So a very, very yummy. And I think I'm going to be working my way through both of them this evening. So, um, and as you saw, um, we uh, like, uh, you know, Doc might be playing off of the things I say and showing you things on screen. And so it'll kind of be like, there's another person here with me tonight. All right. So let's get into it. Our topic tonight. I am very, very excited about this. Um, the topic is ways to stay healthy during busy times of year. So what are busy times of year? Well, this is quite the ever green topic because there's a whole bunch of different kinds of busy times of year, right? There's obviously probably the top of mind comes to your thought, what is at Christmas time, New Year's, like crazy, crazy busy. But there's a lot of other other holidays. Um, end of school year is a very busy time for moms and families. Beginning of school year and starting of sports season. Um, the end of your fiscal year. Uh, there's a lot of things um, at work to do. Um, if you have like all of your kids had the same birthday in, in month, <laughs> that's a very busy time maybe poor planning, but very busy. So there's, you get the idea. There's a lot of busy times of year. So whatever your busy time of year is or whatever busy season you come into, this podcast is going to come in very helpful because we have a lot of actual real tips and tricks um, and tools that you can put in your tool belt to help you out through those seasons. So I'm really excited to be able to get started into that tonight. So we have three main things we're going to cover tonight. Number one is get sleep. Number two is stay hydrated and eat well. And number three is be very clear on your priorities. So um, I know a lot, none of them are probably earth shattering to you, but just hang on because we are going to dive into all of them because I think you're going to get a lot of good things. And okay, if you're like, okay, try me, then I dare you to find at least one thing that you didn't know or that would be helpful to you to be able to put in your tool belt. So here we go. Number one, let's get into it. So get sleep. Now, this is uh, kind of funny. I will say 
first off, um, if my husband is listening to this, he's probably like rolling his eyes and like, really, Jenny, you're going to talk about doing that because that's like the first thing that goes out the window when you get busy is like, okay, I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to get everything else done. So I know, I know, I know. Um, we, we, you know, you've heard the phrase, that's the pot calling the kettle black. Like we call, we say that all the time. We're just like, okay, pot, <laughs> like really, like I know, but trust me, it's really, really good advice. You really want to get your sleep. And I also want to mention that, yes, um, hmm, for those of you who are listening to our podcast, um, I do believe you might recall hearing this very topic for a whole entire episode. We talked about sleep and we talked about that. Our guest was John Sykes and that was episode 15. So go back and listen to that. That has a lot of really good information. I'm not going to regurgitate all of that. Uh, believe it or not, there's even more to talk about with getting your sleep um, than just in that podcast. And so, um, but definitely go back and check that out. So, all right. So we think that sleep is kind of important, right? And like I said, like, it's usually the first thing that goes out the window when, um, life gets busy and everything gets crazy. Um, but it's really, really important to protect our sleep. So, that is the point here is that we want to get better at protecting it. So we need to learn to say no. And we need to know what our main things are and stay inside of them. We need to, in other words, prioritize, right? Um, so stay tuned for that last point. We're going to talk a lot about prioritizing um, in our third point in the second segment. All right. So let's talk about, though, what does poor sleep do? What does it do to our bodies? Because if we want to make sure we're getting sleep, then I think it's important to know what is happening to our bodies when we don't get enough sleep, because then maybe that will be helpful in understanding that we don't want that to happen to us. So uh, poor sleep disrupts the immune system. Um, and many studies throughout the years have linked poor sleep to increased risk of heart disease, cancer, kidney disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, stroke, and obesity. And by contrast, getting enough good sleep at the right time of day, that's important too, improves energy levels, emotional wellness, and mental health, and builds a stronger immune system. So there's those words again. Um, so we want to make sure that um, we are getting enough sleep because we don't want those things to be happening to us. Um, there are more things on that list. I gave you a, a few good things that happen when you're getting enough sleep. Um, so let's go back to understanding understanding more of the things that can happen to us when we don't get enough sleep. Because this is important, you guys, because when we get busy and we're plus we're not getting enough sleep, combination for these things happening, it can be very, very dangerous. So listen to this. So you, when you don't get enough sleep, you get problems with your memory, both short and long-term. Um, <laughs> Do you, are, are you someone that can afford more problems with your memory? Like I know my kids will be the first ones to say, nope, nope. <laughs> my mom doesn't need any problems with her memory. So like we don't want to add to our brains not working. Okay. All right. The next thing, not being able to think clearly or concentrate properly. Uh, moodiness and irritability. No one needs more of that. Issues with coordination and balance. So again, very dangerous. Um, oh, here's this one again. A weakened immune system, leaving you more vulnerable to infections, viruses, and diseases, um, which is also, you know, like why I'm making sure I'm drinking my tea. 
because getting a lot of rest helps you stay well. And I'm sure your mom's probably told you all that. I'm sure that's not earth shattering to you. Um, when you don't get enough sleep, you can have high blood pressure, cardiovascular issues, increased risk of heart disease, mental health problems, including depression and anxiety. Guys, we don't need more anxiety when we're already super busy. We're already prone to be anxious when we're crazy busy. Um, and increased risk of diabetes. I mentioned that before. Lack of sleep affects your body's ability to release insulin. Um, and increased risk of injury and accidents and increased risk of dementia. Okay. So those are all bad things that can happen to us as a result of lack of sleep. So we don't want that to happen. So hopefully that's enough to say, make sure you make sleep a priority. Um, but I know it's a lot easier said than done, right? It's a lot, it, it, like, you know that, right? You know you need to get enough sleep, but you're like, I'm busy at that stuff to do. So that's why we are here. I am here. We Ayana and I here, um, to share these with you, to give you actual practical tips to help you do that. Okay. So here we go. So travel, um, we are getting back into travel. People are traveling. So during this busy time, it might include travel, especially like around the holidays, around a birthday. Um, if it's a, a fiscal year end, it's a work thing. You might be traveling for that. So travel might be involved. So here's some tips when you are traveling to help you prioritize sleep and to uh, sleep well. So I've got four tips for that. Number one, go to bed earlier than you would normally to compensate for the lost REM sleep. So this is interesting because when you were in a new place, you're... Um, your your brain is moving around and, and twitching and, and going every which way. And it's harder to calm down because you're analyzing the new surroundings because you know that it's not familiar. You feel that. And so as a result of that, you lose sleep and you don't get the good REM sleep that you need to get that rest. So to combat that, if you go to bed earlier, then that gives your body time to calm down and get into that restful state so that you can have better, longer, more productive sleep. Um, number two, take deep breaths. Um, we have talked about that on another episode as well, the power of what that does, but that can help calm you, calm your brain and help you to get into a relaxed state to be able to sleep well. Number three for tips when you're traveling, visualize your bedroom at home to trick your brain into thinking that you are home. So the, the mere fact that you're in a different surrounding makes things just your body more anxious and your mind going haywire. So visualize your own bedroom as you're laying down, going to sleep to help calm your brain, calm your body into sleep. And number four, bring comfortable items such as um, an eye mask, um, your favorite PJs, your go-to essential oils. Um, I think if you're a parent, all the parents in the room are like, yes, <laughs> of course I do that with my kids. That's a no brainer. But I think as, a, as adults, we don't always remember those kinds of things. So, um, so those are some tips for when you are traveling during busy times to be able to help you get enough sleep. Okay. Next topic under the sleep is Okay, don't shoot the messenger, but we're talking about staying healthy during busy times and specifically about sleep. Cut down on alcohol. Okay, are you still listening? 
And are you still there? Okay. Um, so here's some good things to note about this. All right. So alcohol might cause you to fall asleep quickly, but it is messing with your, I, I know, I know, I know. Don't, don't shut me off. Listen, but listen, yes. It, you're like, oh, but I fall asleep quickly when I drink. Okay. Yes. But it's messing with your ability to get a good restorative night's sleep. Okay. So as a result, you spend less time in the restorative deep sleep phase, which happens later in the night, and then you also awaken more often. So it's disruptive and it's not good quality sleep. So here's your tips, though. I'm not saying don't drink. I'm just saying use these tips, okay? And again, I think some of these, if you've been a listener to other episodes, you're going to hear a few of these. Excuse me. All right, so here we go. Number one. Allow three to four hours between your last drink and going to bed, okay? Number two, use the two-for-one rule. So two glasses of water for every one glass of alcohol to help wash it out. And I know that I, and I talked about that one. That was the whole thing we talked about. So don't remember which episode, but it's definitely in there. Um, so increase the water if you are having sugary drinks, okay? All right, number three, cut the bubbles. So bubbles can cause gas and bloating, um, which extends your stomach. And that gives more surface area for the alcohol to be absorbed and then mess with your sleep. Okay. So again, we're going for better sleep here. Uh, number four, drink with food. So this means you'll probably be drinking earlier in the evening you know, going back to point number one and pay attention to the amount that you are drinking as well. Okay. So obviously the more then the more difficult you're going to have having good sleep. And then number five, always abstain if you are taking sleeping pills or really any medication, make sure you read the medication. Okay. So alcohol is a respiratory depressant. So it makes breathing harder. So it makes it twice as hard to breathe if you drink while taking sleeping pills. Not smart. It's just not smart. Okay. So don't do it. All right. So we're going for improved sleep, better restorative sleep. Okay. So here's some general things to help improve your sleep. Okay. So number one, get more sunlight throughout the day. Number two, try as hard as you can to stick to similar wake up, um, similar sleep and awake times, going to bed and waking up. I know that's easier said than done, but it's a good rule to try to follow. Number three, limit news and social media, especially before bed. Number four, use a soothing bedtime ritual, such as a bath, listening to calming music, meditating, or reading a book, but not an ebook. Don't read on your Kindle. Don't read on your phone, um, which takes us to the next one. Do not look at a computer screen or any other blue light producing screen like your tablet, iPhone, etc., or phone, um, because you don't want that blue light. All right, number six, reduce caffeine before bed. Next one, make a sleep-inducing environment. So consider dark shades. That has made a world of difference for me. And pro tip, when you have the dark shades, you might want to have um, curtains on the edges because some light can still get in on the sides. All right, uh, spend time outside every day. Um, consider the temperature in your room. Find an agreeable one, not too hot, not too cold. And then this is for the nappers in the house. If you nap, avoid long naps and naps late in the day. Okay, so I have a funny story with this. I, I think it's funny. I'm kind of amused. Um, so those of you who are <clears throat> expert nappers, 
um, you're going to be like, okay, whatever. But I don't nap. I'm not a napper. I never have been like, I, I like, if I'm going to bed, let me go to bed and sleep all night. That's great. Um, so when my husband and I first got married and like, he's a napper. And so it was Sunday afternoon. He's like, okay, I'm going to take a nap. I'm like, okay, all right, take a nap. So, um, he just <clears throat> laid down in the lazy boy and took a nap. I went upstairs, I got my PJs, I crawled into bed. <laughs> and then like, I don't know, an hour later, something's like, where did you go? And I'm like, I was taking a nap. He's like, that's not a nap. Like a nap is 20 minutes. You just, you know, sit back and clunk out. That's not me. But those of you who are nappers, just make sure it's not a long nap like I did. All right. And if you're in bed and can't fall asleep at night, get up and do a relaxing activity until you are sleepy. And then last one, consider, consider speaking to a doctor if you are experiencing long-term sleeplessness or if you're exhausted all day. So if all of these things um, have not worked and you're still having a hard time, definitely seek out a doctor um, for some help. All right. So number two is stay hydrated and eat well. I've got a lot of good tips for you in here. So dehydration is thought to be one of the biggest contributors to lack of sleep. So we were just talking about sleep. So that's a fascinating little tidbit there. So first of all, to improve your sleep, stay hydrated. So listen up to this one. Okay. So second of all, um, it helps to many more things yet again. Like we discussed this on another episode, we talked about staying hydrated. We went all into all the facts about hydration. I'm not going to go into all of the things today, um, but I am going to give some tips of how to stay hydrated. All right. So I do want to share, just like I did with the lack of sleep, some symptoms of dehydration that might affect you the most, especially remember we're talking about a busy time of year. It's We get caught up into everything and it's so easy to forget to stay hydrated, to drink, to have those foods that are hydrating. So some things um, that you might experience are dry mouth and tongue, drowsiness, listlessness, <laughs> try to say that three times, um, and irritability. And it may affect your thinking and decision-making. So think about that. Affecting your thinking and decision-making and combined with the lack of sleep that we talked about that with lack of balance, like this could be super dangerous if you're not having sleep, if you're dehydrated and you're crazy busy. So let's make sure that we um, take care of these things when we are busy. Okay. So, and this is really interesting too, is that we're talking about the fact that many, many, many Americans are chronically dehydrated. So we're not talking about when you're out on a hot summer day and you get totally dehydrated, end up in the hospital. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about walking around, doing our thing, but just not hydrated the way we need to be for our body to function the best it can. Okay. So it sounds like these are things are that are the opposite of what we need and want in our busy lives, which is energy. So what are some things we need to do to have the energy? Well, of course, staying hydrated. So how much water do we need? And obviously, like there's a lot of things out there. A lot of people say different things. Some sources say um, uh, men need to drink 13 glasses a day. Women need to drink nine glasses a day. Um, but one of the one of the best ways to know is that if you uh, pinch your skin and it goes back down, 
then you are hydrated. So that's a good little check to see how am I doing, okay? Um, so, but you do want to make sure you are drinking enough. Uh, so be sure to stagger it throughout the day. Um, don't do it all right before bed um, because then that will affect your sleep. You'll be up peeing all night, which you don't want to do that, okay? Uh, drink more water to counterbalance the caffeine and drink more if you are exercising. And listen to this, drinking water is not the only way, and dare I say, not even the best way to stay hydrated. So this is pretty cool. We know that water comes in three forms, but did you know there is a fourth form that water comes in? We know it comes in vapor, liquid, and ice, but there's also gel. And that gel is found in plants and vegetables um, and fruits, okay? So it's plants and fruits and vegetables, all right? So one of the most effective ways is incorporating that gel into your diet. So examples of that would be chia seeds, uh, the lychee fruit. It is high in sugar, though, so watch your sugar intake. Aloe, papaya, mango, any fruits and vegetables. So consuming fruits and vegetables is a great way to be able to stay hydrated as well, which is a great segue into making sure that we are eating well also. Okay, so you want to have an emphasis on vegetables, whole grains, healthy oils, and um, foods that are rich in complex carbohydrates, proteins, antioxidants, fiber, vitamins, minerals, and other health-promoting substances, okay? So here's some um, examples or some ideas. Put these foods together in small amounts and carry them with you throughout the day. Um, have uh, frequent small meals as well. Um, do not eat a big lunch because then that'll give you a big slump in the afternoon as well, which will tank your energy. Um, some food, food ideas um, that are a great way um, to incorporate, great things to incorporate into your diet are blueberries, beans, cantaloupe, strawberries, mango, again, spinach, salmon, nuts, tea, tomatoes, oatmeal, whole grains, citrus fruit, peppers, sweet potatoes. So all these are great ways to um, sneak them into your diet, okay? All right, so I'm going to share some really practical tips of how to incorporate this healthy food into your busy on-the-go schedule, okay? Number one, have those tried-and-true snacks ready on the go. Keep them well-stocked and never run out of them. Leave them in your car, in your purse, in your gym bag. I mean, am I missing anywhere? Put them everywhere, okay? Next one, plan your meals. And I know, I know, I see your eyes rolling. You're like, um, I'm telling you, <laughs> it makes life so much easier when you do that, um, especially when your life is so busy, then you're just like, I don't have to worry about what's for dinner tonight. Um, especially if you do a freezer meal, that's a great way to be able to plan ahead and prepare for a busy day. Um, all right. So if you don't want to go <clears throat> out of your way to plan those meals ahead of time, um, at least have a few of your go-to ready go-to meals ready that you have all the ingredients in the house so that if you're like, I don't know what to have for dinner, you can just pull that out and go for it. Um, next one, have fun, interesting drinks available to help you drink more water or get fun cups, awesome mugs um, to encourage you to drink more. Speaking of, all right, so put a reminder in your calendar to remind yourself to eat a snack. Um, used canned fruit or veggies to help save time in a pinch. Um, when you're chopping onions or carrots or peppers, chop more of them and save them for the next time you might need them. 
or just buy pre-cut or pre-bagged veggies. Um, and Trader Joe's is famous for this one. And just keep a few meals in your freezer and just pop it out um, just in case. And last one is prep breakfast the night before. So there were 10 awesome ways to be able to help you eat healthy, stay healthy during busy times in your life. So that um, hopefully was helpful to you to incorporate better sleep habits, better hydration and food into your busy schedule. And stay tuned for how we're going to prioritize our life in the second segment. See you soon. talk water. Many claim if you don't stay hydrated, energy levels and brain function begin to suffer. A study in women showed a fluid loss after exercise can impair mood and concentration and increase the frequency of headaches. This happens primarily when you're sweating a lot. Drinking water 30 minutes before meals can reduce your calorie intake drink cold water. Your body expends more calories to heat the water to body temp. Eight glasses, eight ounces, your body weight in ounces. Honestly, there's no research to back any of these rules. Trust your thirst. Your body is a brilliant machine that tells you when you need more. Bottom line, water can decrease your calorie intake, combat headache and fatigue, increase your metabolism, aid in weight loss, and relieve and prevent constipation. So drink more. Happy drinking. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in to SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or the Two Healthy Chicks podcast. I'm Jenny, half of the Two Healthy Chicks, and we're continuing our conversation about tips and tricks to stay healthy and incorporate healthy habits during busy times of year. And I thought that was a great way to bring in Ayana into the conversation because see, it is actually proof to that, yes, we did talk about water and hydration in the past. Um, but seriously, it's a it's a really great reminder. And it's it's just funny. It's one of those things that we do need reminders for, right? We need reminders reminders to drink our water. We need reminders to eat those healthy foods. And so don't forget about, I don't know if you were kind of surprised about that whole gel thing um, that is literally labeled the fourth form of water. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, so make sure that you are staying hydrated. So it's really, really important for your body, but especially when we're getting busy. All right. So we have talked about, to recap what we talked about in the first segment, we have already talked about sleep and making it a priority and how we can help better um, our sleep when we are busy. Um, and then we talked about staying hydrated and eating healthy foods, gave you lots of tips and tricks on how to be able to incorporate those into your busy day. Um, if you didn't quite catch all of them, go back and replay it. It's very simple. Just press pause, replay, listen to it again, because um, there's a lot of really good things there. So now we are going to talk about being very clear 
on your priorities. Now, listen, this is really important. Okay. So are you ready? Because we're going to do like a little mini masterclass now. Okay. So I'm so excited because this is a really important topic for us. And I feel like there's a lot of talk about this out there in the business world, but I think it's very lacking in the realm of our personal lives. And we've got a list, we've all got a list a mile long, right, of all the things, all the things we need to do. And the thing is, too many times, it's pretty unrealistic for us to actually get all of it done. So we need to prioritize. And again, there's me saying, like, I started off the first segment talking about the sleep and making sure we're getting our sleep. And I'm like, I know I'm the first one to not do that. And here with the priorities, trust me when I say I'm the first one that'll be like, oh yeah, I'm going to get it all done. And if you don't believe me, ask my husband, <laughs> like, you'll be like, um, Jenny, you're not going to get all that done. So, um, so we do need to learn to prioritize just the act of thinking through everything that has been swirling around in your brain and writing it down, that act is very therapeutic in and of itself. It can be very, very helpful to just get it out of your head, get it onto paper, and then it just doesn't, it doesn't weigh as much on you. All right. So one of the best pieces of advice that I have received from my business is to write down my top three priorities in the evening for the next day. And I think that we can apply that to our general life as well, um, because this helps us stay focused and go into the next day with clarity. And it also helps us get a good night's sleep. See, there's tying it all in. Are, are you seeing that? Okay. Um, because we know where we are headed and what we need to do. So that helps our brain focus, be able to calm down um, when we are able to just write it down, forget about it, and then we know where we're going the next day. Okay. So if you have never done this before or just don't understand um, what this is, here's a few tips. Okay. So, first of all, write down everything that needs to get done. Okay. So, that's step number one. Write it all down. Now, look at that list and ask yourself these questions. Okay. What do you desire to accomplish first? All right. What is urgent? And pro tip, everything cannot be urgent. <laughs> it's on your list because yes, you want it to happen. You want it to get done, but it's not urgent. Okay. So identify the urgent things. Okay. Next question to ask yourself, what can be handled a little later? Okay. And this is where you have to get honest with yourself too, because like we play the game like, oh, well, I want to, I want to do, no, what can actually be handled a little later? Are there any items on your list that need to be taken care of before you can tackle another item? So kind of like domino things. So is there something that has to happen first before the next thing can happen? Identify what those are, okay? Be very clear about them. Next question to ask yourself, how long will each goal take to achieve? Having a realistic timeline in mind will help you decide when to work on what. Okay, so these are excellent questions. This is a great place to start. Um, write down all the things and then ask yourself all of these questions so that you can prioritize what you're going to do. Okay, so prioritizing is the name of the game. That is what we're talking about. So we need to figure out what order we're going to actually get things done. And if this um, raised any 
like ding, ding, ding bells going off in your head. And you're like, oh, that sounds similar to Stephen Covey's A Priority Matrix, where he talks about that. Yes, yes, it is. Um, and I have that book and I just went to to try to find it. And I, I must have loaned it out to someone. So I don't have it right here to be able to um, to go over that whole thing with you. But it's basically what I just shared. It's it's sharing. It's going looking at your list and what is urgent, what is not urgent, what is priority, what is not priority. It's categorizing all of the things that you need to do. Um, so definitely um, look up Stephen Covey, look up the um, seven, um, what is it, the seven highly effective habits of, um, what's the title of the book? Um, I'll come back on that. Um, but look up Stephen Covey. And so you'll you'll see that priority matrix of figuring out what order to do things. Okay. All right. So that is a really important place to start. Now, here's some more tips on how we can prioritize. Okay. First one, number one, ladies and gents, do not forget to pray to start the day. Okay. Or meditate or whatever you call it. But on this podcast, we pray. So don't forget it. It will help to clarify your mind and it will help to guide you make good decisions throughout the day. This is really key. This is really important. So many top business leaders, so many um, top producing people in the world um, talk about this, talk about taking time to get quiet, taking time to clarify your mind, taking time to meditate, taking time to pray. Um, so it's, it's really important to remember to do that. So start your day with that. All right. Um, especially when we're getting busy, it's, it's like especially important to do. All right. So that's number one. Number two, learn to delegate. All right. So again, like these, I, these are coming from my heart because these were things that I have had to learn. And if truth be told, like, it's not like I've learned all of them. It's not like you're done and over. Um, it's a continually learning process um, because delegating can be hard if, especially if you're a type A person like myself and you'd like to do it and you like to do it right. Um, it's really hard to delegate, but it's something that we need to learn to do, um, especially Especially when we get busy because we cannot do it all. Okay. So here's some questions to ask yourself to uh, go through the process of figuring out what can I delegate? All right. Question number one, what I need to do that no one else can do. Okay. So you have all those things written down. Um, and so what do I need to do? No one else can do that. That's something for me to do. Next one, what I can delegate to someone else to do. So in, think of um, your kid, a, your spouse, a parent, a neighbor, an assistant. Um, so think about what are those things that can be delegated to a variety of different kinds of people, okay? What can I put, push further down the list and be okay with not getting done, all right? very important. Um, and is there something an app can do for me? Okay. So uh, something like different services like Peapod, well, that's what it's called around us, but online um, or uh, grocery shopping. So you can order it. It can be delivered to your house. Okay. Um, dry cleaning, having someone pick up your dry cleaning, 
online shopping. I know this is something all of us are <laughs> capable of doing, probably doing a thousand times, especially during busy uh, seasons of our life. Um, but really utilize these. Are there more things that you are not even aware of that you could take advantage of? Okay. So delegate, learn to delegate. You don't have to do it all. Okay. All right. Number three, I know I'm going to hit some of you hard with this one, but don't overcommit. I said it. Don't overcommit. Get used to saying no. It's a skill that you need to acquire. So just Google it. Like literally like Google, like learn how to say no. It, it is a skill. You can learn it. So one of my favorite books on this topic, and I actually do have this one here. Um, this is an oldie but a goodie for me. I read this a long time ago, but it's called The Best Yes by Lisa Turkhurst. This was life-changing for me um, because in it, it's it, you learn, like I love the concept of it. It's not so much learning to say no, which it is. That's the concept of what you're doing, but it's getting to your best yes. And it's it, the bottom line is it gets down to understanding what is your calling, understanding what your personal calling is, what your purpose is, what your gifts and abilities are, and then making your decisions based on all the things that come your way, making that decision to say yes or no to that, to accept it or not accept it based on what is best for you and your skill set and your gifts and abilities and your purpose and where you are going. And if it fits in those things and it aligns with those things, then accept it. But if it doesn't, then what you are really doing is you're doing a multiple things. One is you're taking that away from someone else that might be better suited at doing that activity. And it's keeping you from your greatness. It's keeping you from working and living inside your purpose and doing the things that you are called to do. So it's not saying that those things aren't great things to do, but there are greater things for you to be doing. And I know it can be, if you're not familiar with that concept and that is new to you, um, that can be a really hard thing to understand and to get. But it was um, it was hard for me to get, um, but it was also revolutionary to me because I was the person that was, um, yes, I'll do it. Oh, someone needs to do that. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll, um, I'll bake the brownie. So like, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do Yes. Oh, oh, ask Jenny to do it. She'll do it. Um, and it, I loved serving. So it was great. But at the same time, it was exhausting. And, um, and it, it didn't, it didn't serve me well. I wasn't always serving in the things that I um, was best suited to serve in. And it uh, kept me busy in all of these activities where I wasn't free to be able to say yes to the best thing for me. Um, and so one of the things that stood out um, most to me, one of the stories that I learned um, from this, for example, and all of you who are moms or dads um, can appreciate this story. Um, but just even the act of saying yes to baking the brownies for the bake sale. Um, it sounds like a little thing. It's not a big deal. Just whip up a thing of brownies, send it in. No big deal. Said yes to it all the time. But the problem is when you said yes to that, and then there you are, you're making dinner. It's 530. You're in the middle of making dinner. Everything's running late. And then you remember you need to make the brownies and you don't have a box. And 
now you need to go out to the store. You don't have the ingredients. So you got to go to the store to get it. And now it just disrupted your whole entire evening. And now you're grumpy. Now you're angry. Now there's tension and like all of this from just saying yes to baking the brownies. And so it it really hits home how it's a, a domino effect um, of things that can happen, but just a simple thing. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that uh, hits home to you um, in understanding what your best yes is to help you prioritize your life that can in turn possibly help you be less busy um, so that you are really focusing on the things that um, work best for you. So if you don't know what your gifts and talents and abilities are, if you don't know what your purpose is, I encourage you to find out. Um, so there's a lot of different ways you can do this. Um, there is a spiritual gifts assessment. Um, you can find them. Again, you can Google that. Um, you can find it on biblesprout.com. There's one. Um, Emotional Intelligence 2.0 has a lot of um, interesting ways to find out about um, how you process things, who you are. Um, this is speaking to my business people, but just if you want to know how you make decisions um, and how you act in decisions, the Colby A index test is really good for that. It measures the instinctive way you take action when you strive to do things. Um, so that might be insightful to know about yourself as well. So those are some practical tips of you to be able to kind of figure out um, how to not overcommit to things. Okay. All right. So Number four on how to help us prioritize, um, just to recap, number one was don't forget to pray. Number two, learn to delegate. Number three, don't overcommit. Number four, stay organized, okay? So uh, this is really important to be able to uh, just have a, a, a calm um, about yourself in the midst of the chaos and the busyness. So again, we're talking about like crazy busy time. It's easy to just stay organized right when, when life isn't busy. But if we take that time when life isn't busy to help us get organized, then um, it'll be more helpful and more effective when we do get busy. Okay, so let's look at staying organized. Number one, create a morning routine. So if you need help with this, there's a lot of different resources to be able to do this. Um, I like to refer to Hal Elrod. He um, wrote The Miracle Morning, and there's a whole series of these books as well. He's also written The Miracle Equation. Um, but he talks about having a morning routine. There's a lot of different ways to be able to have um, an effective morning routine. Number two, use lists for everything. Again, it kind of goes back to get it out of your head, write it down so you don't have to worry about remembering it. Um, yes, you could use sticky notes um, or you can use the notes app on your phone. All right. Number three, use the one minute rule. I like this one. This is a great one to try to apply. If it's going to take one minute or less, do it now. So for example, hanging up your coat, putting away your shoes, clear the dishes from the table, et cetera. Okay. So things like that, if it's just going to take less than a minute, just get it done so it doesn't hang on you and add up to a lot of more things. Number four, do what you can with the time that you have. All right. So for example, um, like cleaning the bathroom, um, if you might only have time to wash down the sink or another day, clean the toilet. And you end up doing it in piecemeal, but by the end, over a span of a couple of days, the whole bathroom gets clean as opposed to being overwhelmed with not having the time to do the whole thing. Um, 
To which my husband says, yes, Jenny, take that advice. I know. Um, okay. So number five, stay on top of the little things so they don't turn into big things. Um, so for example, putting gas in the car. Okay. Be honest here. How many of you have gotten into the car and you're like, empty? What am I going to do? I'm not even going past a gas station. Like, so um, if you just stay on top of those things, you're not going to give yourself that crisis mode. Um, staying on top of the laundry, things like that. All right, number six, make decisions quickly. Don't waste energy on the little things, um, and that will help reduce your stress level as well. Um, and pro tip, that is uh, the the better you are at business and in the, in the business realm, um, the higher you go up the ranks, like they make decisions quickly. So it's a really good skill. If you're not good at that, I encourage you to work on that. Number seven, make sure everything has a home. So declutter. Um, that just helps you feel more at peace and just makes things easier because then you know where things are. Uh, number eight, maintain a calendar. Calendar, like I don't know what I would do without my calendar. You know, it, it's funny. Um, when I remember years ago, one of my friends saying she was like, if it's, she took her phone, she's like, if it's not in here, like it's not in my brain. And I just laughed at her and I'm like, that's crazy. I'm at that point, but use the calendar because you can put it in there and forget about it. Well, not forget about it, but then you don't have to hold it onto your brain. Number nine, keep only what you need. Great tip. And number 10, only put your hands on a piece of paper once. This is another great pro tip. So if you're going through the mail and the junk mail, don't just put it on a pile to have to do something else with it. Go through it, throw it out, um, or take it and put it where it needs to go so that you're only dealing with it once. And that helps to reduce the stress, reduce the amount of things that you need to do. So those are your 10 pro tips on staying organized. And the last pro tip overall is take breaks. We all need rest even when you are busy. So be sure to give yourself a body or give, give your body a break and give yourself a rest. Um, and speaking of that, it is about time to wrap up. So those are your pro tips on prioritizing. I hope that is helpful to you to um, just really learn how to prioritize if you need more um more help with that, we will definitely uh, put them the links in the show notes as well. Um, but reach out to us um, also. And a great place to talk more about that is in our Facebook group. So we have a Facebook group. It is Two Healthy Chicks with the number two. Um, come and check us out and hop in there and do two things. Tell us your name and where you're from, and then tell us which tip or trick was most beneficial to you. And if you have your own tip or trick, please share it with the community because we would love to hear it. We would love to know what it is because that's what it is. It's a community that just helps one another out, and um, we encourage one another in these healthy habits. All right. So that brings us to our APOD, our Arbon product of the day. And we talked about a lot of different things. One of the things we talked about was how having healthy on-the-go snacks. And so our APOD today is our strawberry snack squares and our iced cinnamon crumble snack squares. So these are great. These are a perfect example of what you can do. Throw them in your pocket, throw them in your purse, throw them in your gym bag. They are six grams of easy to digest vegan protein per square. Um, super simple. It's made with gluten-free oats and sunflower seed butter. Yumminess. It's good. It's so tasty. It's great for a little snack. It's great for a little dessert option that satisfies the sweet tooth. There's no cholesterol. It's low sodium, high fiber snack. Great for the whole family 
including the kiddos. It provides fuel for your mind and body with a great blend of protein, fat, and carbs, all things that we talked about on the show today. Um, and it's clinically tested and certified to have a gl low glycemic index, which shows that it has little effect on blood sugar levels and does not cause a spike in blood sugar. So um, definitely get your hands on them. You can go to, um, to our websites to be able to uh, grab those for yourself. So I hope that what you have heard today has been helpful to you. We all have very, very busy times of life. So let some of these, hopefully some of these tips and tricks are things that you can apply to your life and be helpful to you. Let us know. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what is helping, um, what is working for you. So I hope it's been awesome. It has been so fun. And hopefully Ayana will be back with us next time. And that's all for now. Bye. is health to you? Health is self-care. Health is your health is your everything. I would say good health is, is feeling good and, you know, being active and having a clear head or, or um, being able to adjust to situations. Uh, health to me, I think, is kind of a balance, sort of a balance between staying active being healthy and eating the right things. It's really a three-pronged approach, I think, and each prong is a necessity for the other one to function properly. So for me, it is nutrition, fitness, and sleep. Two Healthy Chicks on WSME-SM Enlightenment Radio.